Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. What a blessing. Father, we thank you. We bless you that your word is anointed. Bless us one more time with your word in Jesus' name. Amen. We want to consider Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5, verse 5 to 7. We have been considering opportunities. And this service, we're going to be talking about opportunities in crisis. Then Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other shape, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the shapes so that they began to sink. So we are talking about opportunities in crisis. The message from this test makes us understand that Peter and his friends, Simon and his brothers, had been toiling all night for fishes and they caught nothing. Then comes Jesus into the scene and asks them to give him, um, give him their boat and... Um, Jesus took the abode, preached a powerful message, and when he had thus done, he told them that they should cast their net into the, the sea, into a deeper water. And here comes our humanity confronting divinity, comes our humanity um, contesting the decisions of divinity. Why? Because most of the time, we have no capacity to understand the vision from God. And it takes a tutelage such as a teaching like this to help you to conceptualize what God expects when you are coming out of the broken pieces of a ship, when you are coming out of disaster, when you are coming out of crisis. What does God expect? How does he see things? Is he looking forward to giving you an opportunity in a different location? Or if that is the place he has planted you in, and if that's the job he's put you in, he's still seeking for an opportunity to regenerate, recalibrate that same system, situation, operation to give you an opportunity. Many people don't know this. And so most of the time, especially for our sisters, we look at these things as change of environment. Most ladies will be talking about change of environment and this change of environment, as good and powerful as it is, has made a lot of people leave marriages that would have wed if they stayed. Because we are always seeking to change an environment. That people have left jobs, careers, occupations. That hitherto, with a little bit of stickability and staying power, would have become better because God was still causing a restoration and a resurrection of good things from the same things 
in the same place. So this morning, I want us to discuss, because for many people in a season of crisis, such as the COVID-19 pandemic, all they see is the collapse. They don't see the will of God, the plan of God, the agenda of God to regenerate opportunities from the place of the collapse, from the place of the crisis. And so people wash their net, they hopelessly redraw, and they go away. I believe on this fateful day, Peter was in a big trouble because women had come to buy fishes, and here was Peter showing them an empty net. The Bible said he was washing his net together with his other brothers, and they were willing to go away because they were hopeless. Washing your net is a sign of hopelessness. Now the day is over, night is drawing nine, it's done and dusted, we got nothing, we are going and we are done. But Jesus came into the scene and gave them a word. And after giving them a word, he told them, cast your nets into the sea. So the point is that Peter started with an argument. Because most of the time when we are confronted with crisis, we become argumentative. We become very prejudiced based on our immediate experience that is mostly a breakdown or a, a, a seeming failure. It so informs us such that we become so argumentative to any other divergent view for an opportunity. Because here, all that Peter is saying is that we have toiled all night, we have spended all our energy, we used all our skills and competences, and we caught nothing, we are at our wit end, and nothing is going to come out of this. So we are not even willing to wait, we don't want to listen, we don't want to try again, because this is the sea. Same sea cannot give us fish after trying all night long. But Jesus said, in the moment of breakdown, in the moment of crisis, in the space. So we want to consider two things. One, we want to consider activities that don't work. And we want to consider places that don't yield result to you as expected in the time you expect the result. I don't know if it is clear. Two things. Number one places or markets or industry that do not yield result to you as expected or as advertised. The sea is that place. And Peter went in there, nothing happened. So there are jobs, there are markets, there are industries that everybody says works. You go in there and you are met with a, a confrontational failure. So that's one. Number two, activities, fishing. Maybe buying and selling. Maybe you were told to go into some kind of business or transaction. Everyone says it works, haulage, whatever. It works. You went there and the thing was a blast in your face. So first, activities that people say work or you know that works and then it begins not to work. And then spaces, that shore, that seaside was a realm, an environment that didn't work at that particular point in time. And I know people have gone into relationships, people have gone into businesses, you've gone into markets, into industries, and then it looks like it was going to work, and then all of a sudden, it was not working again. When you find yourself in such a space and in such an activity, 
What do you do? What should be your mental disposition, your psychological framework? How should you um, capture yourself in a way to resuscitate your life? What many people do is what Peter was doing. One, he was washing his net when Jesus caught him or met him. And that is that, look, it's not working. I'm hopeless and I'm going away. Number two, when there is an opportunity for a divergent view, for you to try again, we become argumentative because at that point in time, our experiences become more important and realistic to us than any other picture. But this morning, the Lord's word is telling you that there could be another perspective, especially when you are a child of God. So Jesus came there and told Peter, cast your net in this side, go a little bit deeper. And Peter, in his argument, said, Master, we have toiled all night, we caught nothing. So, we are going to do this just because it acts your word. So, what is the word of God saying for this moment, this COVID season, this thing you have been trying over and over again and it's not working? What is the position of the word of God? Are you supposed to take the position of what your abilities have not been able to give you or you want to take the position of the word of God, which is the will of God. And let me tell you in all uncertain terms that the will of God in a moment of breakdown or trial is to be like Job, to stay in the space and in the condition until a fresh word comes. And that fresh word is a new direction that will be coming with a new provision. And so Jesus said, Peter, it's not for you to move away from this place and stop fishing, stay with the fishing, and stay in the same place. I believe that the guns will say, Gemini, the same place. So you are in that same place where you have been insulted, where you have been defeated, where you have been frustrated, in that very thing where people have branded you as failure. And the word of God comes to you like you're listening to me right now. Don't give up. Stay in that same space. Hope is coming. See, the Bible said, weeping may endure for a night. But joy cometh in. So you need to understand that according to the will of God, anytime joy is coming, is preceded by weeping. Okay? The morning is preceded by the night. God made the night and he made the day. So most of the time, you will see the calamity before you see the prosperity. You will see the tribulation sometimes before you see the testimony. You might see the trial before you see the triumph. So when you see the trial, it should not deter you. When you see the tribulation, it should not deter you. Look at what the Bible said in the book of Romans. It says that the earnest expectation of the sons of God waits for the, it's the earnest expectation of creation to wait for the manifestation of the sons of God. And he says something very pronounced that the tribulations of today cannot be compared to the blessings that are in the future for us. So our current tribulations 
they are for just a moment. So when you see a breakdown, it is just for a moment. The morning is coming and the expected blessing is coming. I love it. It says that the glory that is about to be revealed beyond your tribulation cannot be compared to the tribulation. Same Romans. There is a glory. So the will of God is that after you catching nothing, stay on because you are about to catch a bounty. (laughs) The bounty is always preceded by emptiness. Look at Genesis. They were so empty in Genesis. God said, okay, the season of emptiness is over. Now that I'm bringing you deliverance, you shall not go empty-handed. So when you are encountering empty-handedness, frustration, you are encountering the thing not working within a particular period, a particular season, it is not time to give up and to back off. It's time to say to yourself that I have the metal of steel. I have the steel to stay in that same thing and in that same place to receive the blessings of the Lord that are coming after the tribulation. After this, I can stop the preaching. Your opportunity will mostly come from the place of breakdown thereafter. Because sometimes God needs the breakdown for you to learn the lessons that will help you to maximize the opportunities that are forthcoming. And Peter could still not get it because his head was not straight. Jesus said, cast out your nets. And because he had not learned the lessons well, he cast out his net. The master said, cast out your nets, your nets, your nets. Verse 3. Jesus said, cast out your nets, your nets. Verse number three, let down your nets, let down your nets a little deeper. Verse four, and the Bible said, Peter now was speaking. Jesus said, launch into the deep, let down your nets for a drought. The instruction came with the expected result. You let down your nets. You are going to get a drought. You will enclose a multitude of fishes. So if you don't know this, anytime there is a breakdown, you will go into a psychological melodrama where you will be crying, you will be weeping, you will be shot, and as long as you go into that psychological state, it begins to affect your vision, your ability to hear with clarity, your capability to follow instruction, it begins to affect all these things. When all these things are affected, you are fully limited so that you are unable to maximize the opportunities that will come after the breakdown. I will take my time. When people cry, when people, all they see is doom and gloom, they don't see well, they don't hear well, and they lose an ability to promptly obey. Remember last week we learned that time is the cure for opportunities that people normally mess with. And so you need to stay in that space of joy, that space of readiness and alertness, knowing from today that every breakdown is an introduction into a breakthrough. 
That is something God wants you to know today. Because a lot of people have become escapees. A lot of people have become runaways. The moment something happens, the next move is to run away. But I'm going to show you that when Peter stayed, the Bible said he decided to give God's word a chance. So today I'm telling you that regardless of your experiences, and some of your experiences have been long, 10 years, 5 years. I don't want to trivialize it. But regardless of that, the word of God is supreme. It's superior to every experience of yours. Experience is not the best teacher. The word of God is the best teacher. God knows the end from the beginning. After you have been tested and trialed, there will be a promotion. And the promotion comes with opportunities. So Peter said, I'm going to give the word of God a chance. And he did it not even full-heartedly. So when he enclosed multitude of fishes, he came right to Jesus and said, I'm a sinner. Because I doubted what you said. And I've seen that what you said is true. So here, in context, what God is trying to get us to learn is that anytime you encounter crisis or breakdown in an activity you are embarking on, a business, an opportunity you are using that collapses, or you are in a space and it doesn't work, don't immediately run away. Stay there until God brings you that new opportunity, sometimes in the same activity, but you'll be employing a different style. You might be launching deeper. That means in the moment of the breakdown, it's also an opportunity for you to add value because it takes value addition to be able to launch deeper. And to be able to launch at the right side, I believe Peter was fishing at the wrong side and he was fishing in a place that was not deeper. And Jesus said, fish at the right side, that's a capacity you build for hearing God, for receiving instruction, knowledge, new knowledge, new information, and then launching deeper. That gives you same tools, but now you have better skill set in how to operate them. And most of the time, our lack of competence at a certain level is what frustrates us throughout the whole period, which Peter called the night of toiling with, without any fruit. So same two things people are doing. One person might be struggling, not because demons are dealing with you, because your competence set is not at the level that will make you bear fruit. And this morning, when you are in that period where you have broken down, God wants you to see opportunities right there and in that same activity, but take the moment to be doing it in the right way at the right side and build capacity to do it at a deeper dimension. This is a beautiful revelation. And when Peter did that, the Bible said, he had abundance. He saw the opportunity and he got a harvest that was greater than anything he had ever encountered before. This is the first time Bible is telling us that Peter has caught fish and his boat could not handle until he called helpers, right? So learn this concept and principle of seeing opportunities in the COVID, seeing opportunities in the activity that is not working seeing opportunities in the industry 
that is not working for you because it's working for other people. Mind you that the other fishes that came, they were empty as well. So sometimes when you are not getting results, you might not be the only person not getting the result. Other fishes that were empty, Peter beckoned on them. They came and they also filled their fishes. But what you learn and how you apply yourself to what you have learned in doing it the right way might become the open door for other people who have also been struggling. And yet, they need you, you need them to take hold of your harvest. I see a time coming where God is going to make you become celebrated because you are able to stay right there until the turnaround came. When you stay there with this mindset, with this principle, you will see what ordinary men don't see. Faith has an eye that sees what natural eyes cannot envision. Please listen. Don't put your experiences above the word of God. And I'm telling you the word of God. I cannot quantify how much you have suffered because I'm not in it with you. But I can tell you the truth and you will know the truth and the truth shall set you free. It's not time to run away, to back off and to give up. It's time to recalibrate, restructure, take a backstage, listen to what God is telling you through me this morning and begin to see afresh, begin to hear afresh and begin to apply yourself afresh. I'm going to show you in the Bible the consistency of truth. Look at Abraham. Look at, before we look at Abraham's house and we're going to look at Abraham's house and we're going to consider Hagar. And Hagar in Genesis chapter number 21, verse 17 to 19. Abraham sent Hagar and Ishmael away and gave them a water bottle. And as they traveled, the water got finished and the baby needed water and Hagar didn't have water And Hagar was crying, didn't know what to do. And as she was crying for lack of opportunity or for the absence of water, absence of resource, the Bible said God heard the cry of the baby and sent an angel. So I want to show you the consistency of the word of God. And God heard the voice of the baby or the lad and the angel of the Lord called to Hagar out of heaven and said unto her what led thee Hagar fear not for God has heard the voice of the Lord where he is next verse arise lift up the Lord and hold him in thine hand for I will make him a great nation I love this 19 and God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water And she went and filled the bottle with water and gave the lad drink. So now, if you keep the scripture in verse 17, I'm going to give you a beautiful expose. God heard the voice of the lad. This is the voice of your business. This is whatever you are engaged in. You are engaged in this thing and the thing is stifled. The thing is thirsty. The thing is It's constrained with resources and it looks like, hey, you are in a desert, you are in a wilderness. Where am I going to get solution? Where am I going to get an opportunity again for water? 
And of course, you know that in the wilderness, there are few places you can get water. So when Hagar had roamed everywhere in the wilderness, he, she didn't know what to do again. And so she just resigned her faith, put a child somewhere like many of us do. We put the business somewhere. We become very lethargic, very lackadaisical, very nonchalant. We just become, it's like the business or whatever you are doing, you don't care again. If it's marriage, if it's ministry, you just come to that, whatever will happen, will happen mode, all right? Like, like Aite powers, whatever can come, can come. You just get into that mode where it's like, look, I've tried, I've roamed everywhere, no water, and I'm going to leave this baby, this business. If it dies, it dies. If it lives, it lives. No, this morning, God wants you to be proactive with the revelation that in the midst of you roaming about looking for solution, God is hearing the voice of your business. Is he hearing the voice of the Lord? Whatever is struggling in your life, the activity and the space, God is hearing a voice of that business from that same space. Can you give me the scripture? And the Bible said, when God said, I've heard the voice of the Lord, he began to conscientize Hagar. He said, Hagar, the reason why you feel like very sick about the business you are doing and whatever you are handling in the space is because you are afraid. Because you are afraid, you are shutting the door to opportunities. You are shutting the door to new opportunities, to new ideas, to creative ideas, to better ways of doing things and better ways of seeing things. So for you to see things afresh and new in a better way, I want you to remove fear, panic from you. And it's the same thing God is telling you today. When you are in a collapse situation, when you are in a condition that looks hopeless, remove fear from your personality, from your equation. If you can remove the fear, you see, because we panic too much because we feel like God is not in it. But God was there. I like the song, say, even though I don't know um, what you're doing, God you are, is still working behind the scenes, all right? And so God is still working behind, especially if you are a covenant child of God. I, Ishmael is a covenant child of God. And if you are a covenant child of God, opportunity is going to come out of the mess for you. Next verse says that God hearing the voice of the Lord say, arise, lift up the Lord. So today God is telling you that Arise and pick up the business again. Pick up that plan again. You see, sometimes when you are writing a script, you, I write books. You write a script and your eyes become, um, it, it just begins to just lose every ability to see errors in the script. Because you have looked at one script for a long time that your mind has registered certain things in the script that your eyes cannot see. That is why most manuscripts have to be put aside for a while. And after maybe one week or two weeks or more, you go back to the manuscript and you begin to see new things in the script. You begin to see all the mistakes you couldn't see before. And that's why we give other people the opportunity to proofread so that they will see what we are not seeing. 
Because your mind can read and jump over things. So God said, go and pick the lad you have abandoned. Some of you have ideas. You have product that you started marketing, things you wanted to do, that due to one or two reasons of difficulties and constraint, you abandoned, you put somewhere like Hagar, put Ishmael somewhere, and went to sit somewhere, doing nothing meaningful. God says, I should tell you that, go back to your diary, go back to that book you used to write your ideas in, you will see something there that is something you need for this season. Is our opportunities. June full of opportunities. There is something right there you will see. Something right there that you will find in the Lord that will work for you. So God wants you to go back again. Pick the Lord. Pick the business. Pick the conversation up again. The person you were talking to about the, the, the JV, the joint venture, the partnership. Pick it up again. Pick the conversation again. Sometimes you just have to pick the conversation again. Pick the idea again. Christians must learn to pick ourselves up. Unbelievers have so much energy to pick themselves up. The Christians break down and shut down. You get knocked down and you get yourself knocked out. And it is not because you were knocked out, but we have a mentality that knocks us out. That is why the Bible said, Though the righteous may fall or fail seven times, he will rise again. Why? Because if I sit in darkness, God shall be my light. God shall be my light. That means your light is in your future. Your light is in your next level. It's not where you failed. Where you failed, the next thing you are going to see in that darkness is light. When you are in darkness, you don't expect to see darkness all your life. The next thing you expect to see is a light for illumination. Pick up the lad again. Pick up the, I mean, on a funny note, look, you, two years ago, you proposed to the sister and you were not working and you didn't match up and she bounced you outright. Yeah, bounce was But, you need to open the conversation again with a WhatsApp. Hi, sister. Hi. You know, just like, hi. Like, yeah. You understand? Like, how are you? Because now confidence has risen. (laughs) Resources are on ground. Can we have a meeting? I would like to meet you. Will you give me the privilege of meeting? And when you present your favorite self in your new glorious moment, oh boy. (laughs) Sister will be, one brother told me, he said he was not reckoning a sister at all. He was not reckoning a sister at all. And I, I said, watch this sister. And he said, no, 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 daddy, no, no, no. Then after how many months now, I was talking to him again. I said, brother, what's happening? He said, daddy, I'm like the man Jesus prayed for. And Jesus asked him, what do you see? He said, and the man said, I cannot see. And he prayed for him again. And he said, I see men like trees. And then he prayed for him again. He was seeing clearly. He said, daddy, I'm seeing something in the sister. Hey, there is something. I said, boy, you've seen well now. <laughs> this is it. Go back and look again. Go back and pick the, the lad. Go back and pick that business again. Sometimes when you looked at the first time, you didn't see well. You got to go back and look at it again. You, and open up. 
Take away the fear. Open up so that God can be ministering to you. He will be giving you fresher ideas and all of that. Because with the second picking up comes launch into the deep, launch in the right side. Pick the lad. Look at the verse 18. Pick the lad for I will make him great. Pick the lad and hold him in thine hand. Hold him. Take your business. Hold it the business. Take the bull by the horn. Pick this dying child. Hold the child in your hand. That is to say that be steady. Believe that this child is not going to die. And tell yourself, if this child must die, it must die in my hands. Not because I gave up and ran away. I want to try until my try doesn't yield anything again. But here is the mystery. Once you hold the child, the business, the idea, you pick it up again. God says, I will make it great. I will make it great. The greatness is not just your doing. The greatness is a program from God. And what God wants you to do is to see again an opportunity, pick it up again, take it by the horn, use your energy and say, hey, I'm going to work on it again. Take it by your hand means I'm ready to work on it again. And God says, if you get to that position and you see, I will give you a new opportunity that will make this thing that seemed dying and collapsing great again. I have seen couples who wanted to divorce for lack of children. And bingo, after three years, children are coming like what? They would have missed it. And they are in love now, meant for each other. Things can really make you perturbed. It can really make you kotow, even to some people's ideas and the pressures of life. But pick it up. I want to challenge you this morning that there is always an opportunity. Next verse makes us understand that when God says, I will make that business great. And God opened her eyes. I'm telling you. God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. And she went. The same place she said there was no water. I have done everything there is to do. I have gone. I have roamed. I have combed everywhere. No water. Right by her side, God opened her eyes and there was water. And I believe she had been going around the water without seeing it. I'm telling you that the mentality of running away and giving up spaces and things you are supposed to be grinding and working on takes you away from the realm where you will have the vision of God to see opportunities that existed but you could not capture before. There are opportunities in the market that have been existing long time. Maybe at the time you were selling your product, the client had a supplier and the supplier has gone to mess up. And if you are still in the market space, you are going to become the new supplier. God will open your eyes to see that there's a client. And with your quality services, you are going to become the new supplier. So don't just say market is full, market is choked. Bible said in that same season, God opened her eyes. And she saw the well. Something she had not seen roaming about, she now saw because God opened her eyes. And God said, go there, fill your water bottle and give some to the business. Give some to the lad. Give some to the child. So clearly, without 
belaboring the point, I want you to know that wherever there is a breakdown, if you stay in the space and don't give up, God is going to give you ideas. There is a way that tribulation and calamity can stimulate creativity for success. Stimulate. Bishop Oye, the pastor, said, nothing gives you innovation than pressure. When you are under pressure, hey, everything about you will start working. <laughs> and if you have a mentality that I must see opportunity, you will see opportunity. Because what your mind tells your eyes is what your eyes capture. You didn't hear that. If your mind tell your, tells your eyes, there is nothing good to see. You will see nothing good even in the midst of gold. And when your mind tells you that in the midst of masses, you will see something great, greatness will come. Hagar saw water in the same environment she lost water. What have you lost? Are you willing to look again? If you are willing to look again, God will show you something different in the same environment. I want to bring this message to an end. Brothers and sisters, I have a lot to say, but I want to take it gradually. Every time, now and then, Christians go into industries and we come with a negative picture that the oil industry is a difficult industry. The haulage industry is a difficult industry. It's not for Christians because people cut corners and all of that. Let me tell you, the market rules are sometimes different from the Bible rules. You need to have a tough skin to be in a market for you to appropriate what is in the market. We say politics is dirty. Which people should go into politics? Christians must go into politics. Don't leave the politics to the unbelievers, to wicked people, to carnal people. We have to go there. We say politics is dirty. Yes, let's get into the debt. Are you blessed this morning? All right, that's our opportunities, all right? So take your steps, call somebody, take a step. If you can't do it, ask like Peter did, call other people to join you and then take steps and you will see that you'll be having a greater harvest. You have been listening to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan, Washington Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org one word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168 or 0277-532-360. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.